Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Tangents with Tyler and Todd. I am one of your hosts, Tyler. And, and I'm Darcy. And I'm Jer. <laughs> and I'm Todd. How was your week? Um, great. Thanks for asking. Yeah, no, it was okay. It's it, it was colder, good. It was you? good until two seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shady. <laughs> you know what? I feel like they're not going to leave us alone. So maybe we should just go to the lake. Yeah. <laughs> you want to do that? Sure. everyone welcome back it's a little bit more comfortable here now <laughs> nine hours later it takes a little bit to set everything up <laughs> yeah especially when there's only one person doing it <laughs> and three people getting distracted <laughs> there is a really good reason why it took so long and i wanted to like wait and actually say this to you very genuinely in person the show was so we were mind blown it was amazing we looked at each other in the intermission and we were like, they are absolute stars. I told you that I got emotional during the show, but it was so good. And then now I'm, I felt like pressure, like, oh my God, there's like, you guys are un- unbelievable for real. But That's after really sweet. the second act, we were like, thank God we didn't pay for the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it goes. That's really, why do you They're think like, we call oh, these it- two are so professional. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, they had us strict in the first half, but the second half we saw their true colors. Yeah. They got distracted. Uh, it's why we called it the no refunds tour, because we we're like, eventually they're going to put it together. If you're wondering who is here with us right now, this is Darcy and Jer. They've been our friends for the last few years. They do a very similar thing for a living. They create videos online. I don't think we put don't near think as much no. effort. <laughs> like, we film silly little like, yeah, clips. Yeah, we're just kind of dumb on the internet, whereas you guys are expensively dumb on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too Would they real. have a continuous story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're like... We're going to do this. Yeah, we're going to do this for now. Uh, Thank you for that. It was, uh, I genuinely don't remember Jer and I being more excited and more nervous to have two people in the audience Mm -hmm. at a show. Uh, Like it really. I think there's only maybe one or two other shows where I was genuinely nervous because I knew who was in the audience. Yeah. Like we were both just like, we just got to do right. We just got to do right. You know, we were, we were just like, Oh, otherwise it's going to be so awkward when we're at their house. Right. If you just bombed. Right. I've been there. I've done it for years. Like the amount of shows I've had friends and family come to that just didn't work out. And I just Usually wasn't any show good. I went to. And <laughs> also just to back up, tell them about your comedy history, like where, where you got your start. 
I started like, oh my goodness, we've been you together. You started at our wedding. Yeah, it was um, our speech. My wedding speech was the first kind of inkling to really? stand up. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I, like maybe six weeks after our wedding, Jer was like, you were really good. Like you should take this stand up comedy course wow. at the college. And, I, and so he bought it. Mm-hmm. Technically, you paid for half at that point. No, I really didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He bought it. And then uh, I did this like six week writing course and it ended with a performance in front of friends and family. So it was like 10 comedians that took this course and we all went and did like five minutes of material and the entire audience. The instructor obviously put Darcy as the headliner. It was really funny, but the entire audience was basically just friends and family of mine. And I, after that show at a little coffee shop was so confident. I went home and my best friend, Bill bought DarcyMichael.com for me. Cause I was like, I'm going to be a star. Like the crowd, the crowd at the coffee yeah. shop. I was just like, oh yeah, like I, I need to do this. Cause you know, I'm going to be on the tonight show in this year kind of thing. Like I was just like, meanwhile, I never even, yeah, I think quietly confident. Yeah. Not even quiet. I think to it. do, we all need to be a little bit delusional to, Oh, it do helps yeah. us get uh I, yeah yeah for sure i guess uh but it was j- definitely like it, yeah it was 18 17 18 years ago when i started what did you want to do before that like where i was a designer interior design so i yeah that's what uh like home staging yeah i had a home staging company i had a partnership with benjamin moore wow. so uh i was doing that but i was always a performer like i always liked theater i did it through high school and stuff but then got distracted by this one when we were young and kind of was like, I don't know what to do. Uh, and then it was like three or four years after when I, I did met that. he was a manager at a call center. Yeah. Gross. Could you imagine me as a supervisor at a call center? HR and I talked a lot, <laughs> a lot. I remember the same friend bill that bought the website. He worked with me at this call center and on, on the weekends we could dress casual and I was standing talking like to one of my employees who she's sitting at her desk. Right. So I'm standing in front of her and Bill comes along and pants me. I was wearing track pants and I was not wearing underwear and I'm just standing in front of this employee with my junk facing her. It was like, anyway, she's still a big fan. She comes to shows all the time. So everything's fine. (laughs) Love you, Amanda. (laughs) Darcy and Jer also go on tangents as well. So yeah, it's going to be, sorry. I don't even remember what the question (laughs) was. I went, you gave me coffee. It's 10 p.m. at night. You've got me for 45 minutes and then I'm going to bed. <laughs> I think the question was how you got your start in comedy. I just and told ended them. I'm getting pants. Oh, yeah. That was a little <laughs> side note. Okay. ADHD side quest is going to happen. Yeah. Todd, Todd and Darcy are very, very similar. I find in your storytelling and kind of like how you get there. It's always a roundabout way, but we're going to get there eventually. But you yeah. need context of like where you've For been sure. and what yeah. you've seen or who you've shown yourself to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, if by the time you and I get past that, it's noon <laughs> and the day can start. <laughs> it's like pull up a chair. <laughs> I would like to point out before we get too deep into it, how complicated the miking situation was because of knowing that Todd and I are just going to scream laugh at each other <laughs> yeah. most of the time yeah. uh, so if it doesn't go well we'll blame 
Tyler and Jer. Just the production of it. Like I, I want to make sure it looks good. I want to make sure it sounds good. It's an important, it's an important element. Absolutely. But it's, it's been eye opening for me being here watching your process. I've really enjoyed it on how professional you are and how different it is from our process. I was like, <laughs> I could feel the shade coming. The second he's like, and Where how are we professional going? it was, it was like, bitch, you better sit back. <laughs> you better sit back and just look pretty sippy coffee. But you can tell in your videos <laughs> that you put the time and effort into it. And you can tell in ours that we are in them. <laughs> you are there we are that is darcy in a video but i think that that's the cool thing about what we all do for a living is everyone has their own little corner of the internet mm -hmm. and we're all there's no right way to do it exactly no. we're all just figuring out our way telling our stories in the way that we like which is i just think it's so cool what we all do for a living i think that's why it's resonating with people more too than like traditional media, because that's such a corporate structure yeah. and like mm -hmm. a rigid process, as you know, from like having worked in it. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. I don't know if I could go back to it anymore. Like, I think I've seen this creative freedom, like true creative freedom to just do what we want in the constructs or the confines of each app's guidelines and yada, yada, because there's definitely... We've had a few violations over the years. Where I'm like, <laughs> We're a little oh, salty sometimes. Get a little salty. Yeah. Uh, Oops, wrong app. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that what? was for Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to come back to something, but just a little quick tangent on that. It is true. Sometimes we'll violate Instagram's guidelines or YouTube's guidelines. We did a a really creative video that I was proud of of the shower and all of that. And I it was got, proud of that one too. <laughs> <laughs> it was we. So just for context, we built a off grid shower that it was it, in the middle of the woods. It was in the middle of the woods, and it was just so magical and beautiful. But it got flagged as inappropriate content and nothing about it was inappropriate. It was so beautifully shot. I mean, mm -hmm. we did end it with having sex that did, that might've flagged it. <laughs> it. It gave it a little, a little I wouldn't say a, a red flag. Cause in my head, I was like green flag. Just go rise out of some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it is it's stimulated engagement. Yeah. <laughs> it is interesting, though, how even though what we all do for a living, we're we can create anything that we want. There are certain things that we can or cannot do. For you know, sure. Like yeah. Yeah. the yeah. guidelines. But uh, I had a question about that. I was going to ask you about when you were an actor and because you also did that. In addition to being a comedian, yeah. did you ever have you know, like studios or executives say like, this is sort of the expectation of how the character needs to come across that you didn't necessarily agree with. I, <laughs> I definitely had creative differences with the writing on the sitcom a few times. Uh, there was one, like they were always good about what I was doing with the character. They always trusted my instincts, but I can't remember the politician. It was an American politician. Oh, it was Newt Gingrich. Uh, he was going to guest star on an episode uh, because he was friends with the director. It was so random. But uh, in the episode, my character was fawning over Newt. Playing, Newt was playing himself. And Newt has been, you know, like, I think he's dead now. I don't know. 
but he was very much alive. Rest in peace. Rest, rest. I don't think he's dead, is he? Oh, well. Maybe. I don't know. He's probably resting. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully. Not in he's peace. been notoriously homophobic Dude, yeah, yeah. for most of his yeah. career. And I was, I just said to the executives, I was like, I don't care if it's a character. Me being on stage on TV, fawning over this person is something I won't do. Uh, and then I remember Dave Foley really had my back on that one. And he was like, let's just walk. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, let's just start walking to the part to the end of the parking lot and see what happens. And by the time we got to the gate of the studio, they had canceled it. Um, wow. Um, so I think that was like the only other time was Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Because uh, they had me, they were like, just do whatever you want in this scene for Diary of a Wimpy Kid. And I didn't know the story. I didn't know it was for Disney or uh, that it was for kids. Uh, and so I just did a, 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 a take where, and I swore, I was like, mother and they like shut the, like everything like sorry down. to the kids listening yeah <laughs> everything it wasn't even that they said cut like microphones were dropped they were like dude i was like sorry you just said to do whatever i wanted <laughs> i kept my pants on what yeah. more did you want do you find that though a big difference now that you don't have to answer to anyone that oh, both yeah. of you yeah. decide like part of the thing was always like i i knew we could gain success doing the comedy I wanted to do, but I could never get networks to take that risk. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just like, okay, well just keep doing what we're doing. And then lo and behold, Jer comes along and starts filming me for clout. And yeah. here we are. Here we are. <laughs> I just got tired of waiting. I'm like, we got tired of you on these coattails. I was like, is this guy ever going to make it? Like, like you, you just, you had yeah. to step in at a certain point. Yeah. Like you, you have just to. have to, it's like, I'm not getting any younger. Well, I mean, you can only watch a fish flail on the side for so long before you step in to help, you know, pot kettle cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the pressure of being the first name. I'm just an and like, I don't know. I, I just show up. The and. Yeah. Like it's great. Yeah. Life is better here. It's because we've got There's two syllable names. You guys yeah. get the N Jer and Todd. <laughs> the two syllables. I the same Todd name. and Tyler. Yeah, same our last name, Gibbon Thorne. That's why we went that order, because yeah. Thorne Gibbon didn't sound no. good. Yeah. The, you gotta oh get the, you guys could be Todd and Tyler Thorne Gibbon. It sounds like no. Oh, oh no. It they sounds sound like miserable. a game. It sounds yeah. like a Game of Thrones character. Oh, Tyler man. Todd Thorne Gibbon, please come and kneel towards the house. <laughs> Whereas I'm just like Dorothy McWowie. <laughs> <laughs> Who can feel threatened by that? <laughs> you just said your last name and you don't normally say that in public. Oh, I don't care. I've said it enough in public now. Try in and case you're wondering, me. that's yeah. <laughs> and what's your social insurance number? <laughs> if I know, yeah. <laughs> Tyler knows mine. Luckily, yeah, I have to memorize my social insurance number and talk. Yeah, Jer has the. I memorized my social insurance number because I'm so old. When I was registering for university classes, it had to, it was on phone, and you had to punch it in every time you were going to pick a course. That seems so, dicey. So now I know. That's but it burned into my memory that I had to punch in my social insurance number. Neither one of us know our daughter's phone number at all. 
It's not a number that I needed when I was in. No, like we'll early. Just go, hey Siri, call Grace. I don't. We got new phone numbers. Like yeah, Nova I don't even numbers. know my own number. Yeah, I. If I someone have four phone me, numbers for both of you on my phone, and I don't know which one to text. I have to wait for one of you to text me, <laughs> and then I go, "Oh, thank God! Here's some things on my mind that I've been wanting to ask you, but I don't know why you're not." It's been two years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think it's safe to say we landed on a, another tangent. Oh, yeah. What were we talking about? What were we going on about? Game of Thrones? Oh, we were talking about acting. Did you guys ever do any theater or anything in high school? I I certainly tried. I wanted to be involved in musical theater, but... Can you sing? Um, no, I wouldn't say. (laughs) I'm joking. You can. I can sing a little bit, but it's not like I would be... Side tangent. Jared, his best friend Diana, tried to convince me to audition for Canadian Idol because they thought it'd be funny to watch me bomb. They convinced me I could sing. Yeah, they were like, oh my God, you sound so good. Did you believe them? Yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? I was like, we were playing the long con. (laughs) Oh, they were having the good season. We were like, you are so much better than this person. (laughs) Do you remember Jenny Gear? Yeah. People were like, she cannot sing. She cannot sing. My parents, Jenny Gear, when she was on Canadian Idol, this is a tangent on a tangent on a tangent. <laughs> they were in love with her. Really? Couldn't get over her. And I was like, I don't see it. Yeah. Whatever happened to her? Well, whatever happened to anyone on Canadian Idol? Whatever happened to Canadian I mean, Idol he, itself? Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Could have been are. me. Could have yeah. been me. They didn't have a star. They needed it. They needed it. <laughs> well, Carly Rae Jepsen. There was another person, but we won't, we even won't say go into name. that one. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to give yeah. him any time of day. Well, for the 5% of you that are from Canada watching this. Um, <laughs> That's been a walk down memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Canadian pop culture. How did we get there? could have been Darcy. Oh, we were talking about you singing and then it became oh, yeah. a story about me. Let's time it. You yeah. guys start telling a story about yourselves and see how long it becomes about me. But Todd, were you involved in like me? Musical theater and stuff, and mm. oh job. yeah, brought us um, no, like I did a high school play. Um, what play? Rent. Oh, oh that's, that's pretty gay. No, no, it was no Rent. I I did stage crew. I did one year. It was the one with um, Footloose. Okay, I didn't like that. I didn't like being on the stage. I did Footloose, but too. I enjoyed the stage like crew because I got to hang out with my friends. There was no pressure because no one saw us, and I still got to go to the after party. That's the best thing. That was that's similar to mine. Like I, I'm gonna turn it on me now. <laughs> You've been but, here all weekend. Like, We're used all to this. My, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jer's all talking my friends, again, guys. Here we go. <laughs> all my friends were in the theater or stage craft and stuff like that, and I wanted to be so bad, but I didn't have any talent. <laughs> in my mind and I finally did get one I've talked about this before I got one musical it was a barbership barbershop quartet and I was so excited to be on it and then during rehearsals it just ended up they canceled the play. Jer sounds like a basset hound in the microwave when he sings. I was sings. like, I missed my big moment. <laughs> like, there's still some sort of melody, but it's not quite right. But um, that was my only time on stage before our tour. What was wow. the reason you were attracted to it, though? Was it like the community of people? It's just you could be who you wanted to be yeah. in you know, the theater. Little freak shows. There was no judging. Like, yeah. everyone yeah. was a little bit weird. And I think that's what I love so much about social media and like what we're creating is this community of people that are watching this, 
it's so like-minded and Mm -hmm. it's just a group of people that we never would have met yeah any other way if not for social media and so now at least we have something to blame (laughs) (laughs) but do you feel that way about like you your audience you call them creeps creeps. yeah Yeah. Yeah. so i mean we don't have a name for ours it's just no we should uh, tell them the names you guys use behind their backs if you'd like (laughs) do you want to bunch of freeloaders why don't you join the patreon for once you cheap sons of bitches that's what we were talking about you (laughs) (laughs) but the community that you've built do you find that that's been like not to get too deep here but is that a significant part of why you're doing what you're doing still yeah for sure it's super rewarding like we didn't expect it to like because you grow up hearing don't read the comments don't read the comments don't read the comments but we're very lucky in our comment section because it's the best part yeah Yeah. our first comment on on a tiktok video was okay boomer and i burst out laughing (laughs) because it was a clip from my my stand-up special and i was like oh i'm just gonna put it out and then some kid wrote okay boomer and almost immediately three other people replied to that comment being like i'll listen to this boomer make me laugh any day and i was just like oh yeah. Oh, what's happening here? Yeah. Like, oh, this is different. This is not what I was have come to expect. It's not yeah. just I used to think that the comment section would be someone would leave a comment and then they would leave Forever. they would cut they would cut the browser, close yeah, yeah. it and move on, but people leave a comment and then they're constantly refreshing yeah. and it becomes like a conversation. For sure. It's a community. Which, it's a community which that I, I really didn't expect that going into this. Some people get so but having mad. a Patreon account is great for, because yeah. that gives your community a chance to talk to each other. I find it's also like, I you guys are going to pay us for mentioning the Patreon, yeah. right? Like it's Check's well, already in the mail. No, it's cash only. I've worked with you before. <laughs> yeah, we're the doing, payment terms are not yeah, no, We're not doing a net 90 here, honey. We're doing a net now. Okay. Podcast is paused. We'll wait. <laughs> do you have a machine? Do you take to, yeah. like terminal? 20% tip. <laughs> I just find what I enjoyed about it is it's such a, cocoon the like the whole social media thing like in a world that's gone crazy and there's so much negativity but i think it's also because we all create positive Mm -hmm. content Mm -hmm. which i always say we're really spoiled like when we go to a show to do like it's hard to we're always nervous because we want to make sure you know, like Jared and I have mad respect for the fact that people make plans to come and spend time with us in person, like whether it's getting a sitter or whether it's, you know, going out for dinner or whether it's like you guys making us get you a hotel room for the night. That must've been exhausting. Well, we had to follow up twice. (laughs) (laughs) Late But even if it's just getting the ticket to go out, because you don't know people's situations and times are tough right now. But so like, going to a show that could be their one outing that month or yeah. even that like, or, like yeah for sure but like the the point i was making was that we get nervous to that degree but then at the same time i always tell jerem like we're about to walk out to a thousand like-minded people yeah. all with the same goal in mind and that's to have the best fucking time we can yeah. have today. yeah and it's 
there's just something that like you can feel it from the bottom of your feet to the tip of your head where you're like, let's go. We well, know we well, don't make people pay to see us, so but we get oh, the same feeling yeah, with no, our Sunday you videos. Try it sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like they're waiting, you know, like there's it's, certain sites you could make quite a lot of money doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Links down below. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I totally agree. Even though I mean going to a show, physically going there, yeah. it is a different investment of, of time but everyone that's watching this right now it's not lost on us it's an hour of your day you're choosing that you're to give cho- up other things oh. or we always when just say work, thanks for hanging out yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's it's a cool feeling when i left my corporate job it was we said that we want to work in the currency of time and what and people that view our content or come to our show are using that t- currency to spend with us and we're so yeah like whether they use uh like watch some videos online or come to the show it's still like they're paying with their time and yeah. they're all working with limited just on that like before you started creating content full-time you had a very creative artistic job but you had a similar setup to what todd and i had like yeah. the office the nine, four, to, nine five. to five Six, like, well, did you ever find yourself like how did you get there? Did you, yeah. like, did, were you creative, but just kind of went in there? I always wanted to be creative, but I never really was. I didn't, my brain doesn't fully work that way. Um, I'm more analytical and things like that, but for my, you were for my as career, a server. Yeah. Like when Jerry was because a I server, got, he it was felt so. Like I could be free and I could like, I, it was just a family restaurant and I would like a, like a waiter at, yeah. at yeah. a table. Yeah. yeah. And I would just run around, like I would run around throwing my tray up, catching it, dancing away to the music that was going really? on as I was serving. But it was like a little bit, I got to be outside of my comfort zone at that point. Like, and cause I'm not typically extroverted, but at the end of my shift, I was done. I was exhausted. Mm. I needed that recharge. You left it all on the floor. Yeah. Mm. Wow. You gotta work for those tips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's like the the meals aren't that pricey in a family restaurant, breakfast and lunch. True. Yeah. yeah. You need to like work for it. And they need their coffee. Yeah. See, ours was we waited tables, but it was at the university bar. So instead of like doing dance tricks and full numbers, we were hand jobs. Yeah. You know, you gotta get the tips up. <laughs> no, I found what we did Just is we would it. run. Like we were we couldn't do it was a volume things. game it was a volume oh, game so we were trying yeah. to turn the tables as quickly as we could so that's, that's why i did the morning shift oh, at the really? restaurant because i'm like well if it's a 20 dollar breakfast i'm getting at the time it was like 10 percent tips so it was like two to three dollars but if i did dinner and it was 25 dollars, i'm still getting the same tip and they're I, staying there for a lot longer it's true like we liked lunch shifts and then if there was a night thing going on like trivia night that'd be better but if you had a supper like they linger there really is something to be said if you've waited tables if you've bartended that food industry the hustle how it it takes a lot i wouldn't know yeah well some of us had jobs you've been to restaurants i've been to them a lot of the time (laughs) and i have to say i have some notes There's some things that could be improved. But I also, this is way off topic. Oh like, my goodness. Welcome to the podcast. When I, go, yeah. when I go to a restaurant and a server is having, like you can tell when a server is having a bad day. Oh, I yeah. make up a story. Oh, we, I, we throw all like, the money at they them. They just got dumped, like, or someone just died in their family. <laughs> and they're, but they can't afford not to come into work. And they're here doing it, struggling through it. 
The I amount like of that. times that Jer and I will I'm both like crying in the restaurant. Yeah, the, the amount of times Jer and I will both be at a at dinner or somewhere together and clock the same situation and build different stories in our head about what we think's happening, and we, we look at each that. other and we both have tears, and it's like I know it's a death, right? And yeah, I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> you know, like that's what's holding her back. But we also we do love making stories for people. Like we will go to a restaurant and leave our phones at home and just. Some people the best watch. ones are that are two level restaurants where you can sit at the bar and just oh, look the people watching yeah. and, people and we watch just that. do the conversations. Are you big people watchers too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, well, we spend so much time in airports, like literally almost every day. Yeah, like I don't even know how many flights we've taken this year, but uh, so to be in an airport and just watch people reuniting or saying goodbye, it's so fun. They're always a lawyer and a realtor in my head and usually there's an affair going on oh there's always, always, an, affair. always an affair that's why there's a death <laughs> so, so bringing it back around though so <laughs> I had a corporate job <laughs> yeah like you're <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, yeah, he did for yeah. a while. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> can you imagine if you two had a podcast, Todd and I? Oh, oh it would be it would be fantastic. What are you doing? Oh, I don't know. We'd never get around to recording it. Someone's gonna set the mic. Lego up. play Lego. <laughs> My dad said, "I if yeah. your mom says it's okay, we can go play Lego." My mom says it's okay, but we can't eat any this time. <laughs> <laughs> We're still missing that one piece. Yeah, it's coming. Just give me time. <laughs> Look every day. <laughs> it was green. I'll find it. <laughs> Sorry. Are we, are we done? <laughs> yeah, we're done. Okay. done with the Lego poops. <laughs> so that experience, though, of leaving corporate, you know, nine to five, the assurance of it all. What was that like? Oh, it was so terrifying. And we had talked about it. For years. No, like okay. seriously talked Not about really it. really yes ending, are we? <laughs> but I mean, like when our TikTok started taking off. Oh, yeah. We had talked about it like probably Well, back up for seven a second months. though, because there had already been years before, like the second yeah. season has spun out. We were like, hey, we're in, we're finally getting ourselves. What's that? We got to give audience context. What's the spun, spun out? out was this, the sitcom that I did with Dave Foley for a couple years on CTV. So Dave Canadian gave a network. Yeah. Dave gave really good advice to me early on. And he was like, the first season, just pay off as much of your debt. Second season bank everything and buy yourself something small. He was like, don't buy a house until the third season. And thankfully we didn't because it got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, Oh, okay, good. Anyways, but we but had then talked Darcy about is so optimistic. Like when he first landed spun out, he was like, you quit your job, quit your job, come and come out. work and come hang out with me. And I was like, mm, it's Canadian TV. Let's give it a few seasons before we make any big, mm. That's fair. Like, that's I guess because when you're on a show, it's really, or a movie, it's yeah. gig to gig where what we all do, this is the gig. This yeah. is like, the gig. we, yeah. we are, we are the network. Yeah. We get to control. Went and we're canceled. Yeah. Which is probably by the end of this one. Yeah. <laughs> and all Double whammy. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, we had had a few almost times where I was leaving, but then when, social media took off for us. I was, we were driving to your parents and I was like, maybe I'm ready to take that leap. I'm like, I'm in my forties. If I don't take early, 
at the time. <laughs> Still. Yeah. But anyways, but if I don't take the leap now, I'm not going to leave my job yeah. because mm-hmm. I'll be too scared that I won't be able to find something else. Okay. If I leave it, if I leave it now, I feel like I could still land on my feet and find something pretty quick. It's been two years. How many years did you have in though with the company? I was there for 12 years. Yeah. Like that's, I find 10, like we, so we left at five cause we were scared that, well, we left a month before five cause we were scared that once we hit five, well, you're only just about to 10. Yeah. And then you're like, well, it's a 10 year pension. It's not much more to 15. And then well, and he you had know golden it, handcuffs at that point. And I yeah. was like, at some point you're going to be cheaper to replace than to pay out. Uh, and they will find a way to get rid of you because it's like your job hasn't changed, but your salary is 300% what it was when you started. So like, it's just yeah. a math game. Like, so what, what was the start? So you had your acting experience, you were a comedian, mm-hmm. then you said like, I'm going to create a TikTok? No, I, uh, my like truthfully the truth of the matter was my one of my best friends died after she was sick for a while and i just hit a really i hit a block like i was like i actually came to every show i did in vancouver and vancouver was where i would work new material she would always give me notes it was like very much performing in vancouver was tied to ashley and then she was gone and i hadn't planned any tours because i wanted to make sure i was home to kind of be there when she goes uh, and so then the idea of going and working on new material without having her in the audience, I was like, I don't want to do this right now. So we took, I said to Jerry, I was like, I'm going to take six months off. I'm just going to like exist. We had always put off doing a trip to Europe, uh, for like every year for years. Just, and we I just was, never could get the time enough time. To do like it. life got in the yeah, way. Yeah, And it yeah. was always expensive. And it's like, let's not take the risk and yada. There'll be time and later. Yeah. We were like, it, let's go like I need to feel alive like I need a reset so we went on this trip to Europe long story short we came back my parents had gotten a dog we fell in love with it a golden retriever so we got a golden retriever and uh, I wanted I didn't know how to edit videos and I wanted to be able to send our friends and family videos of our puppy and I had heard about this app that people were using to edit videos called TikTok and can you spell that for me it's T-I-K-T-O-K <laughs> Tick-a-tock. Uh, and so I started posting on Yuma's just to like post dumb dog videos. And then like I had, I was so bad at social media. I think before all this, I maybe had 1500 Instagram followers. What like, year was this? 2019. Okay. Uh, the end of 2019. Yeah, it was November 2019. So just before the pandemic? Yeah. And then in December, January 2019, Yuma went viral and... I, I got Being the mentally stable human you are. I got incredibly jealous and was like, are you kidding me? 18 years in this industry and this little blonde bitch is trying <laughs> to show up the family. Uh, so I started the, the Darcy Michael account on TikTok, posted uh, a clip from my Crave special, Darcy Michael Goes to Church, available on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> unless you're in Canada. Unless you're in Canada, it's, it's geo blocked. Sorry, sorry about it. Uh, anyways, uh, overnight it got two million views, and it wow. did something that none of the networks could do for me for 18 years, and that was find my audience. And it was like from that point on, like our first 10 videos were just in the millions, and then like slowed down for a bit, and we found the rhythm, but. I, we never 
We never told any of our friends or family yeah. that we had this TikTok channel. It was channel. just for us. We didn't link it to our Instagram. It wasn't until we were at a million followers that we were like, okay, let's tell people about it. It was literally just only people on TikTok. Like, Oh, it was so exciting when we got to the one million. Our daughter just happened to be like coming over for dinner that day. And then we hit a million and went live on TikTok. It was, she, that was, she understood because she knew what we were doing, but like. Because we went she live got, that night and had like 25,000 people wow. live just yeah. commenting and stuff. And Grace was like, oh, like you're, this is different this from is, just yeah. silly and videos. And how old is this your is daughter? Different. She's 25 now. Yeah. Yeah. She's, I think you guys are closer to her age than ours. Oh, we yeah. totally are. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So what but is your relationship old. like with your father's? I'm just kidding. I met Timmy. Yeah. 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 No, it's good. It's good. Yeah. 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 It's great, Dad. Everything's good. We are very lucky in that sense. I think I've heard it a few times a little bit, but not really the full story. Like, how did you two decide that you wanted to film well, for you two? the table. Yeah, we're supposed to be asking the questions. <laughs> Answer him! <laughs> it was a really weird... We never... You can save it for another episode if you need it, but... Oh, yeah. Because yeah. our lives are so boring, we need the extra content. <laughs> <laughs> talk to talk the paint off a wall, so I don't think we'll ever run out of content. <laughs> Like, can you come to our new house? We do need to strip the paint. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just put, him in, put me in a room. Yeah. <laughs> we had kind of a weird start. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a super intentional thing. We just, we were renovating a house and we shared a photo on my, like a personal Instagram page that I had just started. I'm not a big social media user, believe it or not. I'm an introvert. Like I've just, I've never. Same we're very private. Like, very yeah. private. Yeah. But I, I started an Instagram page and then I shared a photo of Todd and I in a dumpster. We had just finished. Set the scene. It was a crack house that we had bought and we were renovating it. So we were splitting it into two units, an upstairs and a downstairs. We ended up moving into the basement and rented out the upstairs. Yeah. But to try and like our goal yeah. was to try and get ahead. And yeah. Yeah. And we just, we didn't, we were coming out of this period in our life where we were chasing weird goals and trying to start a family. We didn't need the big house. So yeah. We, um, it was all like, we had finished the demo ourselves when we were gutting it. There was cocaine in the furnace and a machete in the ceiling. Is that what helped you get the project done? It's how we yeah. did it in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we shared that, but it was a public Instagram. So not knowing we thought it was private uh, and only family back East would see it. So it hit the explore page and I only had, I think maybe like 50 followers, like just like close friends and family. But it hit the explore page and then sort of took off. Yeah. And then once it took off, it kind of like grew legs and had a life of its own. But then we realized very quickly sharing photos, Instagram, like not to not to shame anyone that's just like, you know, sharing photos and stuff. Here comes the tea. But it is an incredibly different thing sharing a curated version of your life than what this is like but we can't we can't make up who we are we are who we are instagram was different back then too it was a lot more it was all still it was and curated like, yeah. very stylized but yeah. it was also like very yeah. like high-end photo shoots yeah yeah which also i always look back at it and go that's expensive like yeah so many of them hiring photographers and 
airbrushing everything. Yeah. Like, uh, and time consuming. Yeah. And it and sets unrealistic expectations. And it was just like a weird thing. So we realized super quickly, this is not going to be what our we lane. Want. We yeah. want, we want to have perspective. We want to share stories. Like we want to actually, you know, do that. And I've said this, I think in a podcast before, but there's another creator, you know him, his name's Mark Miller. Mm-hmm. And he always created these really beautiful videos that vignettes. Vi- yeah, yeah. Vignettes. Yeah. Like yeah. it was beyond just of a couple vlog. And that was very common in our little corner of the internet where it's. Well, we had tried those things too. Like we had started it before we left on the road trip. We had dabbled with YouTube videos before, like done the chapstick challenge or like really trying to play. We don't talk about that anymore. No, that never happened. It's I gone. I want to see it so bad. It's gone. But it's when you start play it here, <laughs> yeah. play it right now. Yeah. Link it here. Yeah. Link here. When you when you start though as a creator, you don't know what your voice is. It's yet. ten thousand hours. It's it doesn't matter yeah. what the yeah. creative job is. You're not good until you get to ten thousand hours. On the, on YouTube, they say have this thing: don't critique yourself until you've made a hundred videos yeah. and you've posted a hundred videos. Because to consistently do it and to show up every week and say this is my perspective for the week. This mm-hmm. is what I have to say. I think what was huge for us, and it, I think it shocks a lot of people, is that we actually don't consume social media. Yeah. Like, well, I were go- you surprised by that when you found that out? Uh, a I, little. I, like, I didn't because I, when I followed you. I was more insulted. <laughs> you're the only account we follow on tiktok so yeah, yeah, how yeah, insulted are you know you guys just don't watch TikTok. no no that's yeah. not true anymore remember I mean, the well, oh yeah, yeah. We, so a little behind the scenes we were drinking last night and we were just us. chatting <laughs> and who knew but you did you gave us a lot of recommendations of like these are based on what we're interested in. Yeah. Yeah. These are people who you should follow. And the reason that we don't follow a lot of people online is because truthfully, everything that you're consuming online is so thought out and is so curated. And that is like the opposite of what we enjoy. And I think like having like been at the land and going through that project, it was really hard for us when we'd watch videos that someone would create over a period of a month and be like, I renovated this or built this in 24 yeah. hours. And we're like, well, we've been out here working 16 hour days and we got a post in the ground. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was really hard. So we made the decision to just completely remove it because mm-hmm. it was hard to. I'm very similar when it comes to stand up. So I don't consume stand up comedy because really? I get influenced by it. And it's yeah. like, I don't want to know what you're doing. Yeah. Because I can just go out and be like, hey, this is my rhythm. This is my cadence. This is how yeah. we talk. Uh, yeah. I don't watch stand up comedy either. Do you find by consuming someone else that's doing what you're doing that it, affects your voice and like your perspective early on for sure yeah i can listen to like my first album and be like oh i know you were i was listening to a ton of mitch hedberg and ron white back then uh because like just cadence the way like almost like it was a different voice like physically a different voice whereas now i'm like when i watch like watch clips like when you first started out you had this you say it all the time. There's bravado, like a about bravado you. Like about you were trying yeah. to prove something. Yeah, because well, you- the difference we were talking about it the other day. The difference was for 18 years I had to win over and the mm-hmm. audience because I was going up to the people weren't coming to see me. They were coming to see comedy. 
which yeah. is the biggest fa- like you don't go to a uh like music hall to see music you go to see a specific artist so comedy is a bit different whereas i'm just gonna go and see comedy so my job was always win them over so i had to have this like and as a queer artist like because i used to do 10 minutes of just stoner like slow stoner jokes to win over all the guys on the rigs because i'd be going to medicine hat edmonton like oh, Calgary. Wow. Like, so i'd do 10 or 15 minutes of that and then i would slip a joke in about my husband and then do this whole bit about being an undercover gay and surprise we're everywhere mm. and we're <laughs> recruiting so drink up boys you know like but it was always this way of like being like hey you liked me for 15 minutes and if you don't like me now that's on you yeah, yeah. i think that's really powerful though to be able to you're forcing someone to question their Absolutely. opinion and that was always the coolest thing after shows dudes coming up and being like i I like tongue tied on why they yeah. enjoyed it. Did uh, you find that happened often or like, how was night. that every yeah. night? Really? I was spoiled. Like I really did like, cause we've always said like Jer hates it. Cause I can bro out with the guys. Like we have I a bunch. I don't hate of, it. I admire it. Yeah. But I like, mean, you, you do get sports. I don't hate it at all. It's just <laughs> like, like, I don't like, we've I'm been broing like out that. all weekend. Right. It's just wrestling. Chopping lumber. <laughs> <and> <laughs> But I admire that and like, I'm almost jealous of that because I can't do that. But the difference with now going out on stage to come back to the circle is uh, I don't have to win the audience over. I've already like them coming to the theater means we've won and now we just get to celebrate. So I can be a little more vulnerable. Like I, in Halifax, like I almost started crying at the end. Like I told you, you got... You got me. I was very surprised by that. Yeah. You just don't strike me as the type that would get emotional in public. Yeah. uh, Because if you're cold, dead heart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get emotional in public. Dead. Yeah. But you're like, I I have a couple breaths left. You've been rotting underground for a year. (laughs) He said you've been rotting (laughs) underground for years. Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, it's my natural color. (laughs) But it it really, like, it hit me. And it hit me. Yeah. I didn't plan it. Like, I said to Jer, I was like, just, I really hope I remember to thank Halifax before the end of the show for what they've done for my career Mm -hmm. before I was somebody. Because they always turned up. Uh, And then when I started talking about it, I was like, oh, like... I'm so when I had to, when I said to them like please understand how great like I'm getting choked up was right it, now was it full like full circle like wow yeah. I worked so hard for this like, long? this is what I've wanted yeah all well, I've wanted was to come to cities I love and have a thousand people hang out with me yeah. and listen yeah. like the joke I closed that we closed the show with is 10 15 years old and I said to Jerry I was like I know it's super selfish but all I've ever wanted to do was tell that story in a soft seat theater of a thousand people. Like that's, and the, that was the, the dream. I was like, you should tell it because we do a part in the show too, where we ask the audience sometimes who knows you from stand up and who knows you from social yeah, media. Yeah. And almost the entire theater knows social media and not stand up. So I like tell it, you go to a music, like a go to a concert you're expecting to see hear the hits yeah so, so i'm even like if even you've if you've heard, heard it you get to hear it live yeah but yeah, yeah. it was definitely yeah. i didn't expect 
like I literally was like, stop talking. You're going to burst. And so I was like, okay, thank you. Like, uh, and I just took the moment and then went into the bit because it was like, once I go into that bit, I'm not there. Like that bit is so well done that I'm basically, I'm doing my taxes. But you change it up. It's different a little bit than it used to be. Yeah, no, I I I, 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 keep it spicy. Clearance sales new. And that joke, I still laugh at every time. It's a great joke. I'm a brilliant writer. Being in the crowd though and experiencing everyone's reactions and because well, it was funny we talked a lot about how much you were like i'm uncomfortable with the idea of being around people fawning over you because i said it was like if you guys want to come and watch the meet and greet like you can it's weird it's long and you were like no nope, i'm not doing that and i was like what's he gonna be like when he's around the entire theater talking about us yeah. like it was different what's being, that experience sitting in the audience because we don't get to it was to dress up and sit in the audience i think like, that that is kind of why weird. we were like during intermission we were so blown away because being in a room like of a thousand people like it's hard to visualize what that looks it's like huge but I think what was big for us was looking over at Todd's parents and their best friends like they're all in their 60s and 70s and they it was truly like the best show that they've been at well we were nervous we told you this we were nervous yeah because like I didn't know how my dad and his friends were going to react to like the sexual jokes dad thought the show he couldn't breathe like he was grip he was gripping his seat like (laughs) laughing and to like look around we had moments during the show where it was just we were so proud even though it's not like we're a part of it or like anything it was just to see you shining so it's just it was you have this glow like you're just so good at what you do both of you i wish we could say the same this is so emotional (laughs) (laughs) clearly we're not good at what we do because we have a half finished house that it's so funny like i don't mean to make jokes because i'm trying to be i i I accept the compliment and thank you uh it's but it's also just like I don't think for the audience that doesn't know this, like Jared and I have been fans of you guys before we became friends. Like we went back, I texted it to you the other day. I messaged you in May, 2019. Coincidentally, now that I put it together, the month Ashley died and I, and I was like, I was watching YouTube and like, that's when I discovered you guys and just became a fan. Part of when we went to Europe, we were like, we should film a little episode. Episode, like Tyler and Todd on the we road. Found, I feel bad for the restraining so order now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy you wanted to restrain me. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, what I was saying is we were fans of you guys. Uh, and I think one of because the things. you were looking for joy. Like well, you and just it, needed joy. In for life. sure. And your content just sparks joy and happiness. And it was also just interesting. Like I was just like, it was beautifully shot, but I think the thing that I love about us, like the four of us is there's never been a moment of competition. Mm -hmm. It has just been support. Like when you guys tell us about things, we're just like, this is amazing. And so like you guys coming to the show, that's why we were so nervous. Cause we were like, I just want to do right by our friends. Like, I just want to make sure that they get what we're trying to do. Cause I'm sure there's, you know, out of a thousand people guarantee you a hundred people don't like the show. And we see the, and exactly. I'm like, if you don't get it, 
that is i, yeah, I feel yeah. so bad for you yeah because the 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 only takeaway but then it goes back to they're just having a bad day like they just got dumped or someone just died for sure and they're death. not ready so there was a death is yeah. that so you were you were kind of watching our content for escapism and joy is yeah. that what you're when you go up on stage and you're absolutely that's what like you want to get away find whatever moment you need to yeah. be silly and just yeah. revel in it yeah you know like i the, we tell the audience i'm like just leave everything behind and for these 90 minutes just be here just be silly just, don't worry about anything. Like you're in a safe space. Um, we're not going to call you out if you stand up and need to walk and stretch your legs or whatever. Unless we're not the typical. The door. <laughs> I thought that was cool that you did that. Like how, cause how you said like, it's a safe space and not just about comments or derogatory terms, but also if you need to get up and walk, like it's a physically, that's an anxiety for a lot of people going to a live show. Yeah. Especially, especially comedy, but yeah. comedy as well. For like, sure. Cause if There's, you're getting up, you always see the clips of being called out. But yeah. Yeah. what if I just got to go to the bathroom and or make like, no mistake, bravado Darcy four years ago, if you stood yeah. up during my show, I would follow you to the bathroom. I would put the microphone at the urinal, which what I think is, is that, a lot of people are afraid of that. Exactly. And I, was it you scared that they were, no, I think I was just constantly like, where can I, I used to go where wherever I, like, I need to, or where, where yeah, I, like whatever I need to do to get the laugh. Whereas now I'm like, where can I go to get the laugh that everyone can be involved in? Yeah. You say this a lot that you don't punch down. I try not to. I did yeah. for a long time. Well, I mean, you're so short. Most of the time you have to be <laughs> <laughs> I bought lifts for the show in Halifax. I'm an inch taller on stage because of you too. Like, Just so everyone next. knows, they are sitting on two pillows right now. <laughs> <laughs> Three phone books. <laughs> I'm just a little god gnome trying to find my way. <laughs> we had to put the shovel down. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's favorite thing whenever I'm in the garden doing things is to some at some point, like, just fix my toque so it's like this and give me a little shovel to hold. <laughs> I'm like, just hold this for a second. I want to snow white dwarves. No, I think... Uh, for me, I like since COVID and especially with our audience, I think we learned really early on that there are people that are dealing with uh, obviously ADHD, neurodiversity. A lot of a lot of our fans are deaf and autistic and they're doing like for them you to were also before there was auto captions, you would type out. I if physically filmed a video physically you would typed type out, out the captions every, in every, every bar. From, wow. from so people get-go. could enjoy the content. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I was like, why aren't people thinking about the hard of hearing community when it comes to online videos? And I was yeah. like, I will. So I would sit there and a 30 second video to write the captions and time it and everything take me hours. But I was like, I don't care. Like you I can would watch it. be trying to write down it and I'm my notes app and we'd copy and paste yeah. it it was eventually they came up with auto captions but yeah. uh no the point i was trying sorry, to sorry. make <laughs> i'm just as bad at going off the audience uh being like knowing the anxiety it takes for a lot of these people to we have a lot of people that come to the show alone that yeah. you know like wow. just show up and we had someone in one of the cities 
in the meet and greet have an anxiety attack and we just took them aside and Jared and I were just like, we get it. It's overwhelming. Understand like if you can't stay for the show, you message us afterwards, we'll figure something out. Like, but just right now it's just the three of us. Let's hang out for a few minutes. There's no rush here. Wow. And we just kind of hung out with him. Uh, and I was like, where's your seat? And he showed me his seat. I was like, if your seat's empty, don't worry about it. Like I get it, but also understand when these no doors now. yeah <laughs> well, no i said to him i was yeah. like when these when the doors close for the show you're gonna feel the biggest hug in this room yeah uh, and i watched all night and all night he was there he sent us a message the next yeah. day being like thank you like but now he might take a chance on going to another show up for sure yeah yeah, yeah. that is like oh post covid because a lot of people are scared to go out in public like that and now to have an experience like that they're like oh i can try i can push myself a little bit further i think it's also having respect for the collective trauma of the last three years yeah yeah like it it, was a lot it it was a lot and i don't think we've all processed it but like we were all really lucky yeah yeah we were all creating content at a time where everyone was at home and i think we provided company i've thought a lot about this like what sort of why does someone show up and watch us both mm-hmm. of us what's the motivation and sex right. appeal sex appeal yeah <laughs> it's a big part of it <laughs> no but the last three years you're like it's been so weird yeah and i think like i always say to people what did you turn to when everything shut down yeah and you turn to the arts because yeah. the arts yeah. is comfort, the arts yeah. is feeling, the arts is emotion. It's escapism. Like, it's escapism, yeah. but it's also community. It's yeah. comfort. It's everything that we are distracted from. It's like everything that we felt in high school, why you were why I was attracted to the theater and yeah. the stagecraft and yeah. everything else like that. It's, it's community. community. It's community. And yeah. then from that, we are so fortunate to have built these communities that yeah. want to spend time with us, uh, you know, like, and we respect them by calling them creeps <laughs> in the most loving like term. Yeah. It's endearing that you creep us. We need to come up with a name. <laughs> we we don't have one. We, yeah. Just, I was about to say one that was just <laughs> terrible. I was like, Oh no. What was that? No, 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 oh, I uh, can't. Too offensive. Yeah, it was just, yeah. It's an inside thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're inside. Yeah. I think, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think having the community helped us because it made us more accountable with everything over the last few years. Like with all the Clearly setbacks. Clearly not. No, but like with all the <laughs> setbacks and stuff, we still, I know we took time off when it hit too much and people would be like, what? you always take time off, but we would hit a wall and always had that separation. But it kept us accountable. It kept us going because we had to show up every Sunday with a video. So we had to be doing something mm-hmm. and that helped us get through to keep making it. It gave you something to drive. Yeah. Like it did. Like quarantine would have been awful. Ooh. I don't know what we would have done. Yeah. Especially like, uh, knowing both of you too, uh, like, I think you would have just gone the shining. Like totally. it would have been, uh, I had an ax and all. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could still happen, which yeah. is why I lock the guest room. <laughs> That's why we have it open yeah. here. <laughs> A ladder can Don't get tell in. people where I sleep. <laughs> You've been giving out our address all day. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to make friends. 
I also want to point out, we have been here for 29 hours and we We have talked nonstop. For those that don't, for everyone listening, our first FaceTime was six and a half hours. It was so late. Like it was was just so easy. Easy. I think it would have been a lot less time. You couldn't get rid of us. At the end, you were like, oh, oh on the first one. Oh, I yeah. was like, guys, really was we were starving. Like, oh, yeah. We, yeah. It was like 10 we, p.m. You guys had already, we watched we you watched eat dinner. <laughs> yeah. That's and why we were like, we're we, good. Yeah, Let's keep we're going. Like, no, bitches. I've got to go. We have to walk our but dog. But it felt like it, instant. It flew. It, yeah. it flew. To the yeah. point that anytime one of us is about to FaceTime the other, we go, Oh, we're not getting anything done for the day. That's the whole we night. We schedule it, like yeah. have to plan when it is. Yeah. But I we do make think sure we're eat before. Yeah. Like, oh, we're literally just we're like, like the real, real. Five minutes. <laughs> but that is a cool thing that the pandemic and like the, even though the last few years have been weird. Do you remember when it was encouraged to like FaceTime friends because there was, you weren't allowed to go visit people? Yeah. Zoom yeah. parties. Oh yeah. Zoom we parties would do it every, every week. Every week we'd friends. have a games night. We do, we do presentations. So oh, every yeah. week we'd be like, Maureen, you have to do we would make uh, quizzes. If, yeah. Really? If the, is this, this or that? And our friend Maureen would say, is this an animal anus or a human anus? And she would, it would literally, we would all have to like and buzz in guess. and be like, go. Goat butt, and then it would zoom out, and we're like, "It's a goat butt." <laughs> but every oh. week we all had to do a presentation, cahoots. cahoots. But then we'd also do PowerPoint oh, yeah. presentations on a fact that no one else should yeah. know. Uh, it, it was like it gave us something to work towards. Like, yeah. Uh, but those, I actually feel like we had better visits with our friends then because we were all just in our home. Yeah, where yeah. we want to be. You didn't have to drive somewhere. You could. What just... I'm saying is, I want to go home. I wish you were I'm home. I wish you were. Yeah. <laughs> this is a nice Airbnb, though. Yeah. I think you Thanks. guys have. Yeah, it's I can't nice. believe we were able to rent it for six months. Yeah. <laughs> it is the human connection. It's definitely it's definitely nice, but I I don't think that without the pandemic we would have been able to get as comfortable. Like we, you being here feels like a really, really close friendship that we've made for years because we have. He said friendship. I know. We've been, Sorry. We've been clear. The contract says acquaintances. 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 Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> like, Collaborators. Yeah. yeah. But it, what's the point of a contract if we're not going to honor it? It right? reminds me a lot not to get deep here again. But it reminds me, Todd and I spent like nine months FaceTiming every day, getting to know each other before mm-hmm. we ever met in person. And then when we met in person, we were so nervous yeah. leading up to yeah. it. We met <laughs> online too before. We, we, talked, for six we months. talked for six uh, months. I didn't know that. Yeah, we, on MSN Messenger. Uh, oh, yes, oh, I wow. did know that. Yeah. yeah, and so it's funny that you say that because like... That's where... I was MSN too. If you guys had yeah. DM'd... If we had DM'd... Thursday's and, probably back when they were coding MSN. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Booting up the dial-up. <laughs> oh, I dial used up. to do like local chat boards, like dialed up. ASL? Nine people. No, it was before that. It was called BBS. Um, you could. You- BBS. Settle down. <laughs> oh, I was like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. later. That's the next yeah. collab. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, but it was only nine people that could be on at the same time. And it was all local to my community. And I found some really good friends. Is that a rotary it. phone? No, that's a party line. That's party line. That's yeah. how they called in to get his courses with his social insurance number. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. 
See, I would never give it in case Betty next door was listening. (laughs) We, uh, I don't think if we hadn't done like the last year of FaceTiming, like I, if you guys had been like, Oh, like we're going to come to the show, come spend a couple days at the house after I'd be like, enjoy the show. (laughs) Yeah. Like maybe we'll go for a meal. I was really nervous. Were you? Oh, absolutely. Like originally, cause we were giving, like we were meeting you guys at the hotel before the show. And then I was like, I don't want that. I want to meet them after the show yeah like i just i'm like we just need to get the show out of the way so we can relax and stuff uh but then the second you guys came backstage i was like yeah, oh this like is family. this is exactly yeah, was, what we've been so waiting well, i mean for. you had coolers and pizza we were at home yeah, <laughs> exactly right pushed you aside yeah, there's you a cold stream over there <laughs> yeah, it was and then we took you to the casino and taught you how to gamble and change your life forever yeah yeah and this is our last night in the house so, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what just a little fun tangent side story i really don't like gambling just because i don't know how it works like I'm, I'm just not good at it and darcy was like no you're gambling you are gambling. in a responsible way in for a, the record yeah. yeah just just for like fun yeah. so he gave me some play money and no I, it was real it, well, <laughs> it, 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 it was because it's canadian yeah. It? Yeah. it just looks beautiful yeah. but it was really fun because I don't, I'm not like a high risk kind of guy like that, but it was cool because then you taught me how to play blackjack. You said like, this yeah. is what I would do in this hand. And I actually and won we play you. minimum bets. Like we don't bet a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. We, well, yeah, we to clarify. I played for 10 years. Yeah. So it was also just fun for us in the sense of like, I can't believe we're doing this. Yeah. It wasn't like there were like hundreds on the table no. or anything. It, there were really small bets, but even betting $20 on something. Oh yeah. If I, I would rather go you to Subway and get sick. a foot long. I was you sick. You look yeah. sick. And sick. that's why I kept looking over at you. And I was like, it's okay. Like everything I gave you, I plan to lose, but just follow our lead. But I was sick at the prospect of losing your money. Oh, if I it know. was my money. Well, I wouldn't have, you I wouldn't have said that. I, was, I wouldn't have specifically was like, Todd didn't even play. I don't, I don't. He couldn't even take that. your money. I took your money. I, I took, I took what you were I offering did, me and I gave, Todd. I was like, I gave you both $40 yeah. and then you took both the Todd 40 said, and no. said, let's make it an even hundred yeah. and then walked over to the table and I was like, okay, here we go, girl. But I it, think the only thing I was uncomfortable with though, was that the you touching. Made, well, and you made him call you daddy and look you in the eyes. But if someone's going to give me a hundred dollars. Calling them daddy, yeah. like yeah. if there's anyone else out there. I'm not gay. I just didn't want to work in my old job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler had an ad up and I applied. <laughs> the rest is history. But even like for us gambling, like it's, I'm like you, it stresses me out. Yeah, oh, we would never. Because I remember like when it makes such a difference for us. But we, we always had a rule, like we would go say whatever our limit was for that day, like what we were prepared to lose yeah. as a, for our entertainment for that night. Yeah. If you double that, you put your starting money back in your pocket. And then whenever you run out of your money that you're playing with, you just you're got done. two or three hours of entertainment. Yeah. For that. That's we're so glad I did 20 that. Minutes. that yeah. I yeah. did that when well, I, 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 cause yeah. you, I kept every time I would doubled, I'd cash, I'd, yeah. you know, like cash up or cash out. Uh, and then, then I looked over and I was table, like, you're going to use it. But you also, for the record, you when you wow. took that hundred dollars, you said, when we leave here, I'm going to give you a hundred dollars and I will have a hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, that's an IOU on that one. 
Did you not win? No, nothing. I left with $10. You got your money back. Oh, really? Oh, and then it was reckless behavior. That's the thing. Oh, I didn't notice Because I paid you back. You left the table. And then I was like, well, I don't know how to play blackjack. Did you guys not all leave when I left? No. No, we kept playing. I lost all my money. You leave when Darcy leaves. Yeah. I stayed at the table as well because I was now winning because you left and I was getting I changed all my money. I had $10 left. I literally thought everyone was behind me. I was like, I'm going to take 20 bucks and put it in this big machine. No, because I literally we were you playing got and I turned and saw this big machine and I was like, yeah, I guess I just uh, grab all the you chips just and gone. walked away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, well, where did he go? <laughs> How do we get on that, though? I have no idea. After our show, when we met you. Oh, yeah. 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 Tangent. Because we were nervous. Really? Is oh, a- wow. <laughs> Jared's taking notes. <laughs> Yeah, he'd never he never forget. Do you know where I was really nervous? Was before we went to the casino and we were in the hotel lobby and you had the um, champagne in the hotel lobby after Worst your show. Worst wine I've ever drank, by the way. Oh, it was, it was so trash. Gross. Yeah. But Eric doesn't drink. I warned you yeah. beforehand. I was like, I do it not It was called know Santa Margarita The entire Prosecco. time there, though, when you were doing that, I was like, are they allowed to do this? Did we're they allowed to do whatever permission? we want. But I didn't know. I was Absolutely. like. Absolutely. I was stressed out. Never ask per- permission. Wait for to give them permission. Uh, oh, I'm the permission. Op- I can't do that. I can't do no, that. I cannot do that. Do you know how much money we were given that hotel that night? We were fine. With seven rooms, they can let us I'm have a, a little champagne. Did you did you ask? Because if everyone's not following the Absolutely rules, not. We then we've got for, chaos. Yeah. We they didn't ask. They didn't ask. No, of I thought you not. did. Because how did you get the Starbucks cup? We just said we need some cups. They know what's going on. But as long as, if I had popped the bottle and shot it across the room, that's why I popped it the way I did. But it was fine when you like shook it up and poured it all, poured it all Obviously, over. Obviously, everybody needs a, a moment. It just they'll do anything to get right, your shirt off. The way the <laughs> prosecco <laughs> glistened on my tits as it went down. You know, <laughs> I'm sure people are really enjoying their time, but you pro- loop looping it back. Mm. Do you worry about that when you're creating content or you're up on stage that you want people's t- you want people to be entertained and you want it to be valuable? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. respect their time. Yeah. Like we said, it's a 90 minute show. We stick, we to, stick it. to it. We don't go over, but we also think the show is too hard long. to do, especially. Oh, no, I think it was long. good. Yeah. I, I, if it was up to me, we wouldn't do. We think it's 10 minutes too long. Yeah. I would do like 80 minutes, but we also want to make sure it's value for their money. So the 90 minute, because with intermission, we're looking at like almost two hours. Uh, But yeah. Some of our tickets are 40 bucks. So I'm like, we're really underpriced for a live show in today's market with inflation and stuff. I think we're, we've priced it well. Uh, we wanted to I asked be a simple question and now you're on a tangent about how great. What was your question? Was your question? <laughs> I don't Are remember. we valuable? <laughs> I don't know. It's f-ing midnight now. I started that question at 11. What was the question? I, I don't know. I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not Diane Sawyer. Like, <laughs> well, maybe it's time for some tea. Yeah, oh, I think. Oh my God, we haven't even gotten to the tea. We haven't even gotten to the tea. We've been having the tea. Yeah. <laughs> All right, tea time is your chance to send in an anonymous story to us. You've either lived it or you've overheard it, but we want the chance to give you some really bad, unprofessional, non-legally binding advice that we would do in theory if we were in that situation. Okay, so the first one, I'm going to read it. Mainly, I read just because we've I seen the show. Because you like control. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like when he takes control, too. Yeah. 
I'm curious about your thoughts on the LGBTQ plus community and its lack of inclusivity. As a bi male, I struggle a lot with the community's insistent on putting people into boxes, despite the fact that the community was formed from not fitting into traditional societal boxes. Two ways that I've been personally impacted are being bi. People assume that I'm closeted and experimenting. And then also being verse, having a twink body type apparently means I'm automatically a bottom and and would never top. Why do you think there is so much exclusivity in a community that is supposed to be based on love, kindness, and acceptance? I don't know, but he sounds so hot. Yeah. <laughs> a top by twink. Verse. <laughs> Like, we'll put their email below. Yeah, <laughs> you are accepted in this household, yeah. and I don't even own this Airbnb. <laughs> do you know what's actually really funny? So when we pull these questions, we do them as the order that they've come in. We don't pre-plan them. Yeah, We're not yeah. vetting them in advance. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like as a very relatable. Very, very. For well, especially like I've all like by erasure happened with toxic masculinity because yeah. it became, you know, like in the 60s and 70s and it became like, you know, I think AIDS had a lot to do with uh, men uh, being like less involved in uh, in queer culture. But I've always said like my favorite word to describe the community is queer because it's like it's not about being a gay man or a trans female or a bi male like it's just about being in the community for yeah me. i know some people don't like the term but i don't give a fuck. but like yeah. technically like i identify as gay but technically i really feel like i'm probably bi yeah, I made you it nutted in a lady yeah yeah true yeah i guess you do you do have a daughter stinky. <laughs> Ew, <stinky>. but that <laughs> but like <laughs> but oh you're not a gold star gay all, yeah oh, like God. well you've yeah. been with a girl yeah like i mean i've had sex with women before we i've never talked about it on the podcast but that sort of that you are put into a box like you're not oh you're not a gold star gay like yeah. there's certain levels of it and which is ridiculous oh, like, it is. yeah I, I, th I think it's just like you always have to no matter what the community is whether it's gay community whether it's church community there are toxic people that yeah. will not allow happiness to happen yeah. yeah and you just have to rise above it and yeah you know like and there is also there are not a lot of bisexual people leading in the community there's no representation there's no, no. there really and so isn't. there needs to be and um, bi erasure is a really it's terrifying because it, yeah i see it i see it and like we have friends that i know are bisexual and i can see the struggle yeah. and see the pain in their inability to understand it themselves yeah because they don't have the exposure to it you know, and like, I think it's getting harder because there is so much hate for the community in general now that oh, you're seeing sure. people yeah. not wanting to have those conversations or that attention on them. And they're just kind of like, but a lot of the hate is coming from people that don't understand themselves and the, and the yeah. thoughts they have. Like, imagine, like, I remember being a teenager and being like, this is before you could just Google, am I gay? And being like, something is different with how I'm hearing my best friend Jeff talk about girls. How come I'm not? Imagine being bi and being yeah. like, wait, what do you mean? Like, I can have that or that. Like, my first boyfriend it's was so bi confusing. and he, he was miserable until we figured it out, you know, like th through talking about it and being like, I guess you like both. 
Yeah, it which is which is okay. very confusing because yeah. like it is kind of set up. You're you're either gay or you're straight. Like there's no in between. Yeah. Like, but going back to that, what that person was saying though about like society's boxes and stuff, I really think the reason people struggle with bisexuality and why bi racers greedy. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's joking. <laughs> but I I think people it's people like it when everything is neatly wrapped up in a bow and they can understand. You they don't can, need to understand. Was it on was that Halifax show when we had the mum or the parent write in about the their son coming out? Uh, and I said it's, uh, it's not a parent's job to understand. Yeah, it was it's a parent's show. job to show up. Yeah. And I think that's the same for the can community. You say, can you say that again? I said it's not a parent's job to necessarily always understand what their kid's going through. It's a parent's job to show up for yeah. what their kid's yeah. going through. I think the boxes isn't when you're put in a box because even we felt that and we still do that we don't fit the mold of a same-sex couple and or like a gay couple and i think it took us a long time to understand that that's nothing against us or our relationship or what we want out of life it's people that for whatever reason are not willing to open their mind and see past what the stereotype they have mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And My, see- the, it's funny. Cause the thing that used to irritate me all the time is uh, people would always say that, Oh, you guys are Cam and Mitchell from modern family. Oh, and I would always go, I, I, so much. I feel bad that that's your only, exp- your only reference to this yeah. community because it's like, yeah, I'm a fat guy and Jer's a skinny guy. That is the Thank only, yeah. that's, that's the only in comparison, used to me. In comparison <laughs> that is, that's the only common thread you're actually seeing, yeah. you know, like, yeah. Which uh, is a fraction of a percent of what you bring to the table, but, your perspective, all of sure. it. But they think they're like being, doing you, a, like, I see you, I, like I, I get where they're coming from, but they don't understand how offensive that is For because sure. you're not actually seeing me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I struggled a lot coming to terms with my sexuality. Like I was so confused. I had no frame of reference for what was going on in my life until I was a little older. But like, it's so cheesy to say, but there was a movie, it was called Chasing Amy. It was like part of Mall Rats and like Clerks and stuff like that. It's but it was Kevin Chasing Smith. Amy. Yeah. The Kevin Smith movie. And there was a line in that movie where there was a bi person and they were like, why limit myself to half the population mm. when my perfect soul could be male or female or anything? Yeah, I just don't think that there should but be it, boxes it still resonates for, with me yeah. for anything. It's like, I wouldn't put you two in uh, any kind of like queer box, you know, like I'd uh, put you in a casket. <laughs> <laughs> but the just thing drop is, us in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we've never... I think the reason our relationship, the reason we've connected with you so well is if we're going to be in a box, we're, we're really not in a box in the queer community. We're in like our own different box. We've always felt like outcasts in the queer oh, community. Absolutely. We've never yeah, felt like we felt fed included it. in the queer Try community. Try being fat in the queer community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we fit in the like ostracized. beat up box that's misshaped and like, wow, that's been through a rainstorm and fell off the back of a FedEx <laughs> truck. That's been ridden hard and put away wet. <laughs> Thank you. So you almost get envious of like, is something wrong with me that I'm not 
I don't feel it. I don't think I part think of that community. Like, I think you you just speak to the the freak flags that connect with you, whether it's yeah. in the community or not. Like we're spoiled rotten with the communities we both yeah. have. But that that I think to take it like totally full circle about what we're talking about today is the communities that we've created. I think we were all naive in thinking that we're on our own. That this is like mm-hmm. a we're not a part of the gay community yeah but i think we, there's a lot of people out there there's a lot of way. people that yeah. feel that way yeah. like yeah. we aren't the stereotypical representation we're not going out to the clubs we're not like what the media presents of what you should be as a gay man i very rarely we're not meet that. them outside of la like that stereotypical thing mm-hmm. outside of no. a big me- metropolis and even in them there is a small population but like most people it in the community shows all the time i'm like oh okay like you were you like when we were in Fredericton. It's so funny because it's like, yeah, go. You I was going to say when we were in Fredericton, the lesbian stage manager came up yeah. to us after the show and she was like, I just need you to know that every queer for miles is at this show tonight. And they are so happy to be in a room that is just like queer love and fun and everything. She's like, we don't get this here. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, and looking around and by that, I mean, she meant ugly people. Darcy. <laughs> He's joking. He's joking. But it's true. Even no, in I'm Halifax, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's not a lot of places that you can go and actually like making jokes about like there were jokes about your relationship and sex and stuff, but seeing same sex on a stage, like it's not something you see even. No one's doing that. I also think there's a yeah. lot of progress but, too. Like I think that there's like way more people in our box than we think and i think well, it's so just far progress we've only that, fit like, two but we're peop- working like on the it. older generations well, fought okay. so hard to do that <laughs> and now just to be accepted like we can just go about our lives yeah. in our own way i think we have time for another sip of tea sure it's only been five hours <laughs> <laughs> he gets lippy when he gets comfortable we ready hey so a coworker of mine has just left her husband. This coworker and I have had a friendship for about two years. And ever since she's talked about her relationship with her husband and I told her to just leave him. And she has said that she wanted to. So I've encouraged her, but I am an asexual and I've never had a long-term relationship. And now I feel bad for encouraging her to actually leave her husband. I feel like those talks should have been more listening and less advice. I don't know. Do you think that I should have taken more of a backseat and just listened to my friend and not actually give advice? I feel like she probably wouldn't, she probably would have gotten there without me, but what if they get back together? Where does that leave me? I don't know. It's just something that doesn't sit right with me. Thanks for letting me do this. I think I might have to talk and tell her about my regrets. That's interesting. Um, oh, no, no, I wouldn't at regret all. Yeah, I would, you like, cannot control other people's decisions. And no. if you're, you're allowed to give your opinion, you're allowed to yeah. be a sounding board. We always but say But it also that, depends on the situation. Did like, she tell you to stop talking? For the advice? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that you need to have a whole amount of experience in order to chime in. Look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. I'm we chiming in way more than I should be. And you got no experience. <laughs> no experience. <laughs> but you like, can talk when you called a bitch about Tyler, I don't have experience of fighting with him because I think he's great. Yeah. But and you guys you have go. a perfect marriage. So you don't know what it's like to fight with a spouse. You, I think it's totally fine though, to give your unqualified opinion and advice to chime in 
you're just giving your perspective. What someone chooses to do with that, that's on them. Yeah, and you're monetizing it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't feel bad because she was coming to you and it sounds as yeah. though it was more than one conversation. So after one, like if, if I give an honest feedback to someone that comes to me for advice and they don't come back for more advice, then I, I'll yeah, take the that's hint. On you. Yeah, but man. if they come back for a follow-up, well, like I'm going to, I'm not going to waver on my opinion. I'm going to like yeah. stick with it. At the end of the day, that person was not in the relationship. You don't know what's going on, yeah. but you can give an outside opinion. <laughs> Were you about to cut me off? She's about to turn into a pumpkin. I, th- I think it's time to wrap this up. Trying so hard to hide a yawn. And then Tyler looked at me and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it's always when I'm talking. It's it so bored. Oh, of me. sweet. <laughs> well, I mean, I tuned out. I don't even know what I, you're talking I, about. I Why is he talking? I, I thought we were just sitting here quiet. <laughs> Well, where can people find you if they've got more time? <laughs> Why are we ending such a love fest on such a bitter Betty moment? <laughs> uh, what's the email address to tea. send in the tea? Oh, tylerandtodd.com slash podcast. Great. Or tangents at tylerandtodd.com. Can you pass me my phone? I have no idea where it is. I'm sending in some tea. <laughs> I was recently sitting with what I thought were my friends. <laughs> we were having a friendly conversation. And much then, to my surprise. Yeah, much to my surprise, Tyler and Todd are fucking assholes. Yes. Thank you for joining us for another episode. We're going to put all the links down below for where you can find Darcy and Jer. But in case they don't want to look down below, where can they find you? DarcyandJer.com. Just Google Darcy and Jer. Thank you guys so much for being here. This was so much fun. I love you guys. I wasn't given a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why you've been so quiet all night? (laughs) He's been held against as well. In all seriousness, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. 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 Bye.